Quick to our Torah of the week. In this week's Parsha, Parsha's Kairach, the Torah relates to us the rebellion of Kairach and the downfall he had. When Moshe instructs Kairach about the showdown they're going to have, Moshe tells them that he should appear the next day before the oil maid, Ata v'heim v'arin machar, you, Kairach, and them, the 250 people with him, and Aaron should all come tomorrow. Says Rabbeinu Ephraim that if you take the last letters of Ata, Vahem, Vaarain, you get Hemem Nun, which spells Haman, because they were very similar in their arguments. Kairach started up with the head of his generation, Maisha, and Haman started up with the head of his generation, Mordechai. The Megala Mukai says, that the numerical value of Kairach ben Yitzar is 665, which is the same numerical value as Haman HaRasha. Not only that, but in Parshas Kairach, there are 95 psukim, which is also the numerical value of the word Haman. In fact, there are many parallels between Haman and Kairach. The Medrash in Esther and the Medrash in Mishlei both state that there were two people that were exceptionally wealthy. One was a Jew and one was not. The non-Jew was Haman, who found the hidden treasures buried by Malchus Yehuda. And the Jew was Kairach, who happened to find in Mitzrayim one of Yosef's three buried treasures. Kairach was so wealthy that he required 300 white mules to carry all his wealth. Both of them incurred a downfall by listening to their wives. Haman, as we know, listened to Zeresh, about building gallows for Mordechai. And Kairach was egged on by his wife after the Levim all got shaved in Parshas Baalaischa. The Medrash says that first no one was able to recognize Kairach. Then his wife said to him that Maisha appoints himself in charge, and then he puts his brother as Kain Gadol. Then he gives the Kahanim 24 priestly gifts, as well as Truma, and all you get is Meiser. And even of your Meiser, you need to give Trumas Meister a tenth to the Kayin. And then to add insult to injury, he completely shaves you from top to bottom, picks you up and waves you around like a puppet. Says the Medrash, because they listened to their wives, they had their downfall. In fact, the Gemara in Baba Metziah, Dafnun Tessa Aleph says, whomever listens to the advice of his wife will end up in Gehenim. But how can that be? We find many instances in Tanakh and the Talmud, where great people listen to the advice of their wives. In fact, in this very Parsha, Ayn ben Peles almost died because he wasn't going to listen to the advice of his wife. So in the Sefer Me'a Sha'arim, written some 400 years ago, he explains that what the Medrash and Talmud are referring to is one whose wife is not so good. But if someone's wife is Kishera, a good and proper person, then of course you listen to her counsel. As it says in Mishlei, Chachmas Nashim Binsa Besa, the wisest of women build up their houses. But there is a bigger overall question here. If Kairach was so bad, how can a Parsha be named after him? We have a rule that Beshem Rishon Yerkov, the names of the wicked shall rot, that we shouldn't mention the names of evil people. In fact, there are some commentaries that call this Parsha Parshas Ben Levi. However, we see that the accepted traditional name for the Parsha is Kairach. How could that be? So the Rebbe Nesicha in Gimel Tammuz, Tavshin Memches, elaborates on a beautiful concept. The truth of the matter is 
that Kairach was a big tzaddik and had Ruach HaKadosh. The Arizal brings down that the Pasuk, Tzaddik Katamar Yifrach, a righteous one flourishes like a palm tree, the last letter of each word spells Kairach. That Kairach saw with divine inspiration that when Mashiach comes, the Levim will act as Kaihanim. He was just trying to push the envelope, to skip the line, so to speak, and get to that stage early. However, he didn't go about it through the proper channels, and therefore he ended up perishing. Nevertheless, we named the Parsha after him. Because what is it that he ultimately desired? More wealth? More of this physical world? No, he wanted to be Kain Gadol, and all the spiritual benefits that come along with that. While his actions may have been misguided, that yearning for more spirituality is something to emulate. That is why the Parsha is called by his name. The takeaway for us is twofold. First, we see the importance that all our wants and desires should be to strive for more spirituality and not more physicality. We can reach great spiritual heights through using the physical aspect of this world, but we need to always remember that it is the spiritual goal that matters most. Second of all, and especially during this week of Gimel Tammuz, the Hilula of the Rebbe, how we always need to look for the positive in people. You can look at Kairach as this power-hungry person, or you can view him as someone who wanted something good, but made a mistake and went about it the wrong way. That is what the Rebbe wanted from every Jew, to look at another Jew, be they religious or not, through non-judgmental eyes. Instead of judging them, reach out and do a mitzvah with them. By doing this, we can fix the mistakes of the past and help usher in the ultimate redemption with the coming of Mashiach speedily. Amen. Have a good Shabbos.